Hi everyone, I'm Dave. And I'm Marvin. It's day 232, and this is God's Big Story. It's a story. It's big. Never boring. No way. For his glory. Always. It's God's Big Story. So welcome back everyone, it's Moose Day Tuesday, and well, you've only got five more of these after today, so make sure you moo for all you're worth. Ready? Three, two, one, and moo. Hi everyone! Nobody knows what he's gonna ask now, it's Marvin the Friendly Curious Cow. Okay, so Marvin, what have you been up to today? Oh, not much, Dave. You know, just messing around on the computer. Oh, hey, yeah, I did one of those quizzes. You know, it tells you what house you'd be in if you went to that imaginary wizard school. Oh, I see. Okay, so, yeah, what house would you be in? Well, it turns out I'd be in Hoofflepuff. Hoofflepuff? Yeah, yeah, on account of my hoofs, I guess. You know, I have four, so makes sense. Okay, yeah, I guess so. How about you, Dave? What house do you think you'd be in? Ah, well, actually, it turns out I'd be in a very secret house that most people don't know about. It's called Conkadunk, and yeah, it's the best one. Oh, wow, yeah, good for you. Yeah, thanks, Marvin. (laughs) Anyway, we should get to more important things. Okay, yeah, like what Disney princess you'd be, huh? Well, no. I mean, Rapunzel, obviously. But no, I mean, we should get to our reading. Oh, yeah, yeah, I see. Okay, yeah, let's do it. Okay, great. So, Jesus has risen. We've heard how Mary saw him in the garden, how the two guys on the road to Emmaus saw him, and then all the disciples saw him except Thomas, and that was all in what we call Easter Sunday. And then a week later, Jesus appeared to his disciples again, and this time he showed Thomas his wounds. Yeah, gotcha. Okay, great. So what happens next? Well, that's what we'll find out today. Great. So who's reading today? Today, we're back to our friend Andrea. Oh, hi, Andrea. Hello there. Today's reading is from John chapter 21, verses 1 to 23. After this, Jesus appeared to his disciples again. It was by the Sea of Galilee. Here is what happened. Simon Peter and Thomas, who was also called Didymus, were there together. Nathanael from Cana in Galilee and the sons of Zebedee were with him. So were two other disciples. I'm going out to fish, Simon Peter told them. They said, we'll go with you. So they went out and got into the boat. That night they didn't catch anything. Early in the morning Jesus stood on the shore, but the disciples did not realise that it was Jesus. He called out to them, friends, don't you have any fish? No, they answered. He said, throw your net on the right side of the boat. There you will find some fish. When they did, they could not pull the net into the boat. There were too many fish in it. Then the disciple Jesus loved said to Simon Peter, It is the Lord. As soon as Peter heard that, he put his coat on. He had taken it off earlier. Then he jumped into the water. The other disciples followed in the boat. They were towing the net full of fish. The shore was only about a hundred yards away. When they landed, they saw a fire of burning coals. There were fish on it. There was also some bread. Jesus said to them, Bring some of the fish you have just caught. So Simon Peter climbed back into the boat. He dragged the net to shore. It was full of large fish. There were a 153 of them. But even with that many fish, the net was not torn. Jesus said to them, Come and have breakfast. None of the disciples dared to ask him, Who are you? They knew it was the Lord. Jesus came took the bread and gave it to them. He did the same thing with the fish. This was the third time Jesus appeared to his disciples after he was raised from the dead. When Jesus and the disciples had finished eating, Jesus spoke to Simon Peter. He asked, 
Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these others do? Yes, Lord, he answered. You know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my lambs. Again, Jesus asked, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He answered, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said, take care of my sheep. Jesus spoke to him a third time. He asked, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter felt bad because Jesus asked him the third time, do you love me? He answered, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my sheep. What I'm about to tell you is true. When you were younger, you dressed yourself. You went wherever you wanted to go. But when you're old, you will stretch out your hands. Someone else will dress you. Someone else will lead you where you do not want to go. Jesus said this to point out how Peter would die. His death would bring glory to God. Then Jesus said to him, follow me. Peter turned around. He saw that the disciple Jesus loved was following them. He was the one who had leaned back against Jesus at the supper. He had said, Lord, who is going to hand you over to your enemies? When Peter saw that disciple, he asked, Lord, what will happen to him? Jesus answered, suppose I want him to remain alive until I return. What does that matter to you? You must follow me. Because of what Jesus said, a false report spread among the believers. The story was told that the disciple Jesus loved wouldn't die. But Jesus did not say he would not die. He only said, Suppose I want him to remain alive until I return. What does that matter to you? Thanks, Andrea. Okay, Dave. Yeah, you know, this has come up before and I didn't ask, but whenever we read from John's Gospel, it keeps saying the disciple who Jesus loved. Now, that's John, right? Yep, that's him. Now, okay, well, why does he give himself that name? I mean, did Jesus love him more than he loved the other disciples? Was he Jesus' favorite? It seems kind of boasty to call yourself that. Ah, well, here comes a professor. It's Professor Westminster. 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 Summer, springtime, Professor Westminster. Someone you can always go. Professor. Okay, so the disciple who Jesus loved, huh? Yeah, well, I mean, what's going on? Is he boasting? No, 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 no. He's not saying, hey, I'm the best one. You know, Jesus liked me best. It just kind of sounds like that when the Bible is translated into English, yeah? No, really, John is doing the opposite of boasting. He doesn't want his gospel to be about him. He wants it to be about Jesus, yeah? So, using this nickname, John is trying to say, Hey, I'm not special. This is not about me. I'm not better than these other guys. I'm just a disciple who Jesus loved, yeah? That's all, just like we all were. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, that makes more sense. <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm here, Marvin. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Professor. Okay, okay, so Dave, next question. Well, what's going on with Jesus asking the same question three times? I don't get it. Well, Marvin, here's the thing. Do you remember last week that we read about Peter being asked another question three times? Oh, wait. 
Do you mean when he was asked if he was with Jesus? You know, after Jesus was arrested? Yeah, that's right. Three times Peter had denied Jesus that night. Remember what happened? The rooster crowed, and Peter went outside and wept. Oh, yeah. Now, Jesus had risen from the dead, which of course was amazing news, and Peter was delighted about that. But if I was guessing, I would guess Peter had thought every day about how he had failed Jesus. How the one time that Jesus had really needed a friend, Peter had let him down. I bet he had wished again and again that he could go back, that he could stand with his friend, that he could say, yes, I am with Jesus, and he is the Christ. I would guess that along with all the joy that came with knowing that Jesus was alive, Peter was also still feeling really guilty. Okay. Okay, so it's like Jesus gave him the chance to cancel out the three denials by three times saying that he did love him. Exactly. Jesus knew how Peter was feeling, but he wants Peter to know that that failure, that's not who Peter was. Yes, it was a mistake, but Peter's forgiven. And Jesus has important work for him to do in the church, leading and taking care of his people, his sheep. Now, here's another interesting thing. In English, we only have one word for love, but in Greek, Peter and Jesus are using different words. Oh, well, what are they saying? Okay, so the first two times, Jesus asks Peter, do you agape love me? Now, agape is unconditional, at all costs, no matter what, ready to make sacrifices, love. Okay. Now, probably if Jesus had asked Peter that the week before he was crucified, Peter would have said, absolutely, Jesus, nobody loves you like I do. Because remember, right before Jesus was arrested, Peter had said he was ready to die for Jesus. But now, after letting Jesus down, Peter's a bit more humble. He probably doesn't feel like he has the right to claim that kind of love. And so the first two times he answers, yes, Lord, I filio love you. And that love is like the love you have for a good friend, which is still love, but it's not as big a deal as agape love. Okay. Okay, so Jesus asks that twice, but what about the third time, Dave? Well, the third time Jesus asks, do you filio love me? And that's why that question makes Peter sad, because he really does love Jesus, and he's sad that Jesus would ask him that. Hmm. Okay, well, was Jesus trying to make him sad? No. Jesus doesn't want Peter to feel guilty for the rest of his life. He's moving Peter away from thinking about his failure. He doesn't come and say, Hey, Peter, how come you denied me three times? Why'd you do that? Why'd you let me down? What he's doing is saying, Okay, Peter, let's move on. Do you love me? And he knew that Peter did. He knew that Peter would never deny him again. He knew, in fact, that eventually Peter would be crucified for refusing to deny him. And so Jesus is saying, right, let's get down to this. Ask yourself, Peter, does your heart love me? He's pushing Peter to realize that he does. And so Jesus is saying, you do? Okay, great. Well, then let's forget this failure and get to work. Lead and take care of my people, my sheep. Oh, wow, gosh. I bet that sure meant a lot to Peter, huh, Dave? Yeah, I bet, Marvin. I'm guessing that he never forgot what happened on this day. In fact, years later, as Peter was killed for telling people about Jesus, I wouldn't be surprised if he was remembering this day on the beach and what Jesus had said. Boys and girls, we will all mess up and make mistakes, but here again, we see how Jesus didn't come to condemn us. He doesn't say to us, look at all these sins. Look at all the times you let me down. Look at all these failures. No, he washes our sins away. And instead, he says, you are loved. Now follow me. So thank him for that today and ask his help to follow him in return, no matter what. Yeah, amen, Dave. And, well, that is us very much out of time, so let's say goodbye. We'll be back tomorrow with Benjamin. Okay, yeah, great. Well, bye, everyone. See you tomorrow. Goodbye. We'll see you soon. God's Big Story is a ministry of Eden Grove Presbyterian Church. Music and jingles by Dave, Josh, and Josh.